0: to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mr. David Burles Berlin. Huh? Doc, what is up, man? Another Woo! great Wednesday. Am I yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's almost Christmas, man. It's almost Weird. the holiday Weird. season. In fact, we will be having our Christmas special with none other than four times running special guest Lonely Highway next week on Christmas. Woo! Yeah. Get ready for on, that one. On Christmas, you can celebrate with your family in your onesies and, and Christmas socks. What? Opening gifts and listening to our annoying voices. That's right. Oh. That's <laughs> right, guys. Ex- exciting. But today, the focus is on Defoe because we have Defoe on the show. That rhymes. I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah. Yeah, but I do have something uh, Christmassy to address, Dave. Okay, Christmassy. Uh, we all know I have a tendency to talk about commercials on the show. I you do. I get wrapped in commercials. I have a problem. You get clickbaited. All the you know, same mo- stuff. M- most people can just ignore them, right? They'll turn the channel. They'll they'll they won't click on it, whatever it may be. But I get sucked in to their marketing that they use. And and I analyze their marketing like, this is weird, right? I mean, I've talked about pharmaceutical commercials, bedsheet commercials, Mm -hmm. testosterone Mm -hmm. supplement commercials, uh, uh, movie uh, premieres. I've talked about it all, Dave. But uh, the fact is, during the Christmas season, we tend to see and hear even more commercials. They're everywhere. Internet, radio, TV, billboards. Yeah. I've gotta talk about one. I've gotta, okay. a, 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 one's dragged me in again. Um, and it's making me, it's making me a little upset. Say what? A little upset. It's from a little company known as mancrate.com. Have you oh, heard of this? Oh, I think I've heard of mancrate. Yes. <gasps> <gasps> Mancrate.com And I can't seem to get away from these commercials I see them online I get them on Pandora I get them on Satellite Radio They're all around Dave And uh, they've got a catchphrase And this catchphrase for it is Unique gifts that guys love mm-hmm. Right? And they have them to like different types of men Like there's the yes. outdoors men There's like the bartender one Exactly and, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've seen it. So, you know, the commercial for the folks that don't know uh, is a lady with a sexy, hip, raspy voice. What? And she's like, I don't know what to get the guys in my life. I, I don't know what the right gift is for them. Well, Man Crate gives you the best gifts for all the men in your life. That's the bottom line. And like you said, It doesn't matter what they're into, apparently. Grilling, whiskey, sports. There's a man crate for something every guy is into. Mm. And uh, just choose a topic that the guy that you're choosing your gift for, and man crate will have a crate for him. Which I gotta say, Dave, I've gotta say, it's a little offensive to me. As a man. Hmm. Offensive? Why do you not you feel like you don't fit into a category? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't be nailed down, Dave. I cannot I don't know about you, Dave, but I am a flawed, imperfect, yet complicated, and beautiful soul. So true. Okay? I can't be bought by one stupid crate packed full of stupid things. Not gonna happen. No, Dave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. You're you're a man of many talents and many likes, and you're sophisticated. Exactly, Dave. I mean, they're saying that they're going to go on to Man Crate, and there's just going to be a crate for me, and have everything that I'm into in this crate, and I just find it hard to believe. Dave, that they have a man crate that's full of Stone Temple Pilots music, Sam Cooke music, Michael Jordan memorabilia, chocolate pralines, fuzzy blankets, and Persian kittens. Wait, what? I don't think they have that one for me. <laughs> I don't think they have <laughs> no, that one for I, me, Dave. I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. They, they don't have a box that manly, Doc. Wow. They well, they, I, I mean, don't, let's don't have a Doc G box, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did. I did notice as I was I was listing out my likes. They got less manly as they went on. It just went. Yeah, I was like, okay, manly. okay. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, does fuzzy, he not want a girl subscription? <laughs> f- fuzzy blankets and Persian kittens really manned it up at the end. I really yeah. liked it like that. That but, really made the box unique. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But, Dave, here's the here's the bottom line. We all know it's the thought that counts, am I right? That's a fact. That's mm-hmm. what I hear. For sure. That's what I hear. Now, if you get the man in your life a man crate, hmm. I think basically it, it, the only thought you put into it is whatever choice you choose so if you choose the whiskey crate here's the thought that counts uh i know you're a booze hound so i got you Mm -hmm. some whiskey that's it more booze yeah yeah that that's not good that's not good all i'm saying is listeners if you really want to give the man on your list a good gift tell them to listen to the doc g show wait what tell them it's free to listen yes it's the best gift for absolutely no one. So true. But here's the big plus. It takes no effort, and as Dave said, cost nothing. <laughs> nothing. Dave, are you ready to disseminate our giant gift to all the listeners around the world? Fire it up, Doc. Let's go. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Whew. Dave, as I said... We've got a fantastic producer, songwriter, artist, sound engineer, and mom, Miss Angela Defoe. She will be Man. on the show a little bit later. Her new album has got some good jams on it. Her single, Something's Happening, has over 600,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> Killing it. Hey. Killing it. Go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. But first, start where we start birthday suit. Yes, sir. Happy
1: birthday, Mr.
0: President. Okay, Dave, I think, I think you'll be able to get all three of these. I don't want to jump the gun, but I think you're going to be able to get all three. Okay, so here we go. That's what I like to hear. First one our birthday suit was born on December 18th, 2001. Wow. What? Oh my gosh. 18 yeah. years old. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Her parents are both actors. She began singing at a young age and really started writing songs in earnest when she was 11. In 2015, she wrote and recorded the song Ocean Eyes. She first released it on SoundCloud, and then it later was released by Interscope Records. Her first major album came out this year in March, titled When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Hmm. Her single and the album both went to number one on the Billboard charts, and she is the first artist born in the 2000s to have a single go to number one. Just last month, she was nominated for six Grammys. Name that birthday suit where? Dang, I don't, I don't think I know who this is. Oh, come know. on, man. She, she takes pictures. She looks a little emo or creepy-ish sometimes. Wait, what? She's got a What's little bit of an called? edge to her. Uh,
1: What's her well, top she's song called? she's
0: got a lot of songs. One of them's bad guy. Hmm. There's a, She did a song recently, a remix with Justin Bieber. She's been a big fan of Justin Bieber for her whole Dang, life. I feel, I feel like an old man. I don't know who this is. <laughs> Me first and you got to get the same man crate now. First name B, second name E. What is it? Come on. Dude, you I, got it. You got it. The only Beyonce is coming to my mind, but she ain't 18. <laughs> no, she's she pretty 18. far off. Yeah. I have no it, idea. Brooks. Billie something. Eilish. <laughs> Billie Eilish. No? no? I am so uncultured. You you are under a rock, my friend. They are they the the Zebos are going to be upset with you. They I'm are gonna sorry, be... Zebos. I'm sorry. That's right. This is she's big time, man. She Now she did recently catch a lot of flack because they were actually celebrating her birthday on her last Jimmy Kimmel um, appearance, and he was asking was ab- stuff. What? No, he was asking about a bunch of stuff, like if she knew it or not. So he was mm-hmm. going over all these different things, like when he was eighteen, and like different uh, occurrences. And he brought up uh, a bunch of things when he was eighteen, like uh, uh, Run DMC. Uh, he brought up uh, Van Halen. Uh, she did not know who Van Halen was at all. Oh, Never wow. Never heard of him. dang. Yeah. So, she, so you're on the flip side of her. Okay. So, yeah. You know, cool. Than, there than you, you go. At least. Oh, <laughs> I got some history. Well, hey, you're you're just in a different. Some people know some things. Okay. You know some other things. Some people know nothing. She knows I other know things. Other. She knows music. All right. Anyways, yeah. happy birthday celebrating the big 1 8. One eight. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday, I eat, Billy. I am so old. I don't even remember what I did on my 18th birthday. Girl, birth, Billy, that's weird. Wait, what? Yeah, man, you're old. I like <laughs> it. I like I like the girl named Billy. That's I'm a fan. I like the uh, the androgynous names. That's right. You know, I like the the. I, my, I like, my brother's friends got married this weekend, and they yep. both their names are Taylor. Hmm, yeah, yeah. There was a uh, the, in in high school I had friends that were Ashley and Ashley that were going out. And it was a dude and Ashley and, and yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got sidetracked. Billy, happy birthday. Uh okay, okay, Dave. Are you ready? It's time yes, sir. to rip some headlines. Let's go. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Okay, Dave. This next story, and this is good for you now knowing that you need a little bit of info going on what's hip in the world these days. This is from CNN, and it's a pretty good one. It's letting us hip. It's yeah, of course, right? (laughs) That's where all the young kids go. Uh, (laughs) Letting us non-cool folks know the possible trends Hmm. that Facebook has put out there as hot items that are going to occur in 2020. Okay? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So first on the list is flexitarians. Right? Flexitarians? Flexitarians. Now, I know what you're thinking. You've heard of vegetarians. You've heard of pescatarians. What's a flexitarian? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a person that subsists on a primarily plant-based diet that occasionally incorporates meat and fish now one of the reasons oh my goodness gracious Girl, on. yeah one of the reasons they say this will be big is because people's increasing awareness on how much more co2 is produced in agri agriculture so it's not That's the funny. most uh, environmentally friendly thing and i've got to say mm-hmm. knowing americans this will be a huge thing people will love to say they're a flexitarian right Oh, yeah. You'll, oh <laughs> people will brag about it. It's like um what's the other thing they like to brag about is uh mm. like doing CrossFit and you know all of that stuff. <laughs> Work. Well I mean they do <laughs> they they already do that. I mean essentially I've heard this all the time where people be like, Yeah, it's really helped out my diet. I'm essentially plant-based, and you're like, Really? Saw you eat, like, ten steaks last week. Yeah, I was flexing towards called, meat at the time. Yeah, I I'm, I'm Straight back. flexing. <laughs> I'm back down on the veg now. Okay, so the next thing we've got that's predicted to be a trend is houseplants. Hmm. Houseplants. Now, the reason that they say houseplants are going to be a big trend is because some of the biggest social media influencers are plant parents. Word. Yeah. Hmm. Now, this is just me. Do whatever you're feeling. But please, don't call yourself a plant parent, listeners. Nope. Just just get plants. You don't need to. Dude, shout out to my buddy, to... Michael. He's a freaking plant parent. Girl, oh, come on. He, we, yeah. he went to a brewery that was outside, and he yeah. started naming not only what the plant's name was, but their their species, the scientific, scientific the families. species names. Nice. And, nice. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to drink here. I'm not trying to, like... <laughs> be in 7th grade science class right you're now. You're killing my buzz. <laughs> Jeez. With your She's science. Like, that species He's like, that species species invasive, bro. And I'm like, you're invasive to me right now. You're invading my buzz. Let me think that Play narwhals are made up and let me drink. So Come true. on. Yes. Good lord. Uh, well, nonetheless, <laughs> it's going to be a topic that could be a trend. So get ready, Dave. You may have to fend uh, off all kinds of plant parents. Um, next trend up. probiotics will become popular. Mm, now, this is one I can get yeah. behind, Dave. I can get behind sure. it. Probiotics, yeah. prebiotics can be better. Mm-hmm. Get out there, folks. Have a healthy gut. Have a healthy yeah, it's gut. Just being, it's being smart, you know. It, no, you're putting all this crap in your in your body. You may as well put something good in it. You know, Amen. research is coming out with it, so we, we can get behind that. Amen. Next one, Dave. They say podcasts are going to be even bigger, which I've got to say, I was very surprised they didn't single out the Doc G show. Wait, what? I was surprised. That mm. it was, it was well, surprising. They, uh, they they wanted more clickbait, you know. They apparently said specific. that podcast will increase uh what US listeners are watching. Word. They're you know, they're going to be informed on what they should watch by what they're listening to on podcast. Mm.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Mm. Lastly, this was uh by far I think the dumbest. What? Um <laughs> a way of self-care, you know, that's big. That's self-care these days. And relaxation. They are predicting that milk baths for a way of nourishing and moisturizing the skin will beca- become a big trend in the US. Hmm. And, and I've got to say, wow, That it's it's sort of the exact opposite of the first thing on the list. Like, hey, I became a flexitarian to reduce the amount of CO2 produced by agriculture. And another other person's like, hey, I had 30 cows milked for two days just so I could bathe in their milk for 40 minutes and then throw it all away. Oh. Nice. Nice. That's not really Dude. reducing <laughs> agriculture there, and I don't really think it helps too much, I'm going to say. It seems a little... It doesn't seem as weird as the guy uh, bathing in gravy, but it seems weird. I don't want to do it's it. It's right below it. It's right below I don't, it. don't want to do it. Dave, this next story comes from Detroit Free Press. Sweet. And uh, okay. let me tell you, it's something I know the listeners have been waiting on. The city of Dearborn, Michigan finally has their new logo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know I know all the listeners have been anxiously waiting, and I'm gonna try to do this logo justice through describing it. Okay, so let me let me see if I can try this here. Okay, it's a capital D in an octagon. There, mm. I think I did it justice. That's it. Wow. That's 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 all it that's is. That's creative. Yeah, yeah. And if the listeners don't believe me, go check it out. They they, they already have it up. Now, the city's website said um, after a year-long comprehensive and inclusive development process, Dearborn Leaders unveiled a new brand positioning the city as one of diversity, innovation, and and connectedness oh yeah uh dearborn residents not so jazz dave not so jazz about their new signage uh here's don't don't want to claim it nope (laughs) here's some of their commentary uh commentary one person said quote that d looks as exciting as a dead fish another said it reminds me of nuclear fallout shelter signs jeez nice (laughs) nice uh, the the website also said the brand was developed with the help of feedback of more than one thousand nine hundred community leaders. so almost Double. two thousand people agreed on this yeah yeah now i'm I'm gonna be honest when you're coming up with a logo and the best you could come up with was using the initial of the first word, guys probably didn't think hard enough, so true like. I I feel like if I was the head of that marketing team, I'd be like, I'm gonna go ahead and say up front, I'm vetoing any just D's. So true. This is this is Michigan. That's a fact. We have Detroit. Maybe a big D not gonna work for Dearborn, you know. There are the Detroit Tigers. Definitely. Their logo is a giant D. They have the script, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say down in the D, huh? all the rappers say from the Dirty D, like oh. it's not gonna work. I haven't heard of that one, but okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> throw them the Dirty D, man. Detroit, <laughs> that's it, that's it. Not it's Dearborn, Dearborn. You think of antlers, that's what I think of. Yeah. You know, a hoov- that'd, be, that'd be way better. A hoof. War. maybe some hoof prints. Oh, Maybe some hooves with a an yeah. antler around it. Yeah. Yep, there yeah. you go. I don't know. I'm just or saying. Or a, ber- a birth, you know, the picture of a birth of a deer. I like it. What? Because it's deer born. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be graphic. I like Dave's. Yeah. You, but they'll, <laughs> they'll know where you're going. <laughs> they,
1: hey, guys. They'll know where you are when you guys check out the
0: Deerborn logo. It's a deer's <laughs> It's very nice. I like it. <laughs> I like it <laughs> with with the with the head and antlers. Yeah, <laughs> with Bambi shooting out of it. Looks nice. Looks nice. Wait, what? Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. This next story is from JapanToday.com, oh, Dave. Because obviously, okay. I need to keep up with my current events in the land with the other side of the rising sun, the land of the rising. Sun. Have you heard Ooh. of that, Dave? The land of the rising oh. sun. yeah. Rising Sun. Why now, how do they call it that? Well, you know, I thought about that. That's what I I was I saw that nickname and I was like, "You know what? I don't really get that because it's in the west." No. That's where the sun mm-hmm. sets. Not where it rises. Right. It's the east. That's a fact. And so then I was like, "Well, Rise I better east, I better Google west. this. I better research it, you know?" So I did and mm-hmm. I found out it came from the Chinese, right? Because if you're in China, mm. they are they are to the west the of Japan. They look to the east and see Japan. It is the land of the rising sun. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Oh, which, okay. which you got to okay. think is pretty nice for people in China that were going to Japan. They're like, just follow the sun where it comes up. It's pretty easy, right? Mm, it's pretty okay. easy. I yeah, like back it. In the Back in the day a long time ago yeah just a side note has nothing to do with our story dave nothing i just completely derailed the story so (laughs) that's a fact okay well fun (laughs) fact of the day exactly our story though has to do with a 67 year old onion thief word yes Mm. yes 67 year old onion thief apparently 67 year old yoshinobu kojima was arrested this past Thursday under the suspicion of stealing 3,000 onion seedlings hmm. from a field. Dang, 3,000. Holy an, crap. Another field stealer. If you remember, this happened with some grapes. Some grapes in Germany. They were stolen from a mm-hmm. field. This happened again, except these were the actual plants. This dude took the plants. Not even yeah not even made yet and apparently apparently these seedlings could produce up to 3 tons of onions so basically a a ton or a a pound i guess well it depends on if we're doing a metric ton or not i don't know i would i guess maybe i don't know we're either not- way it's it's, it's, it's a lot of onions. A lot of onions. Uh, apparently, since yeah. the start of December, 10,000 onion seedlings have been stolen from this area. And police, thank Kojima, may be uh, related to the other 7,000. But they know for sure he's part of the last heist because of security footage. But Three thousand. They nailed him. They nailed him on it. Now, I'm, I'm going to state the obvious here, but what is this dude going to do with the onion plants? like dude he's selling them on the black market the onion black market i bro. mean I- even if you think like this guy's like robin hood and he's doing it to feed uh starving folks people are going to get tired of onions really quick like they're going to be like yeah. jesus dude i had st- i don't know if If you think of Japanese food, onions are in, like, everything. Hey, I don't, I'm probably the biggest onion fan out there, which makes the ladies say, wow, I want to kiss Doc G right now. I know that's what they're thinking, mm, but I love onions. That beard's a flavor (laughs) saver. i got to be honest, I would get tired of onions, especially if I had to eat a whole one. I think I'd get tired of it about two bites in. Word. But yeah uh-uh. i don't know why i said two it'd probably be the first one i don't know why the first bite no, i'd be really like this was delicious now i'm You're rethinking like, wow, it after I the can't s- swallow this the second one uh i also gotta ask like if he did this by hand it's impressive 67 year old dude three thousand onion plants in the middle of the night have a little in- up and down with all that yeah oh, gotta be man. a little impressed a little impressed of Kojima, but he's in trouble. He's... Well, maybe it's because he eats all these onions. Mm. It, it keeps him young. It's the health of onions. There it is. Dave, this next story comes from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Bozeman, Montana. Because, mm. obviously, okay. I need to keep up with the current events in Montana. Yeah. In Bozeman. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yes. Dave, do you know what will explode in an oven? Hmm. Um... I want to say, like, a tomato or something, like, crazy. Like, you put it in there, and it would just explode and make a huge mess. Wow. But I can't think of anything. I don't think I don't think an oven's fast enough, you know? Like, I mean, you could obviously put a Coke can in there, and it would explode. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, like, a microwave, yeah. But... Not an oven. What about bear spray? Bear spray will explode in an oven. You know why that's important? Good to know. I'm guessing that's what... Burnt this house down. So true. Yes. Yes, exactly, Dave. Uh, three dudes in Bozeman, Montana, blew up part of their house because they put bear spray in an oven. Apparently, the Jeez. Bozeman firemen... Ma- Fire Department responded to the scene of a reported explosion last Tuesday. The firefighters investigated the incident and used their fans to air out the apartment. The firefighters discovered that the can of bear spray exploded because it was in an oven that was preheating. Firefighters say it's unclear why the can... Well, that's the thing. In addition, the three residents that were in the home declined to comment. Yes! Which is... Yeah, we don't blame them. It's the smart thing to do here, because nothing you say... I'm trying to get that insurance money. <laughs> nothing is going to sound good. Nope. There's literally no way you can say something, and people will be like, oh, that's reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, you have to heat up the bear spray before you go camping. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, they're right. You put it in the oven. No. 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 It's like finding no, a dirty dude. pair of underwear in the kid's toy cabinet. What? However, they got there, you don't want to know. There's not a good answer to finding those. You're not going to be like, oh, well, here's the. No. Mm-mm. Best way to go about nope. that, just don't say anything. Just take the underwear out. Remove the bear spray never, and move... Never talk about it again. Move on with your life. It's Dave, so the next story is from the Miami Herald. Local story. Okay. In-state story. Yeah. Uh, you know what kind of car is good to fake being a cop? An undercover cop? An imp- Impala. Yeah. That's a good one. I was going to say Dodge Charger, you know? Dodge Charger's the new one. Yeah, yeah. solid unmarked car. You know what car is not a good car to be a fake cop car? Hmm. Um, a Bugatti. Yeah. That's a bad one. You know what else one is a bad one? A Bentley. Yeah. And oh dude, I was going to say that. Dang it. Oh, you were so close. You were so close. Well, Chris Dulick in Fort Myers was arrested last week for using his Bentley to impersonate a cop car. Yeah, what a dummy. So so deputies had received reports of a silver Bentley driving in a reckless manner, utilizing a police siren and lights to maneuver around traffic. When deputies searched his home, they found police-style antennas, uh, speed measurement devices, and LEDs mm-hmm. to in, uh, in, uh, in t- uh, imitate the police cars. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's when you're too rich for your own good, and you're bored as. Well, <laughs> you're living out your dream to be a cop. I mean, I got to be honest. It's uh, you know the most unbelievable things in Miami Vice and Magnum PI, those two old shows, were that the fact that both of those mm-hmm. cops were driving around in Ferraris. That's a fact. Like, what did this? What did this guy think that, like, the cops, like, people were just going to assume the cop seized a Bentley and, like, a drug bust and was like, hey, you know what? Let's use this to fight crime. How about that? Like, no. Yeah, like, I get them using them every once in a while, but, like, undercover or something, but not not just a little highway patrol car. like No. Nah. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Good try, dude. Okay, next story, Dave, is from the New York Times. Big deal big deal. Yeah. Okay, it's, and it's it's some great news. There could be a job out there for me or you. What? It's it's a good Ooh, one. Let's go. I need a job. It's a good one. Here <laughs> we go. Dave, as you know, we are we typically keep up with the news of the British royal family around here. Yes. The mm-hmm. highs, mm-hmm. the lows, the weddings. Well, apparently, Everything. the royal family, specifically the queen is looking for a new head Of digital engagement. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We we could do that. Someone that can control all of their social media accounts of the royal family. Apparently, the person needs to have, quote, creative flair. Sweet. The post for the job adds that it's about never standing still and finding new ways to maintain the queen's presence in the public eye and on the world stage. Hmm. Now, Dave, this is just me, but I've already thought of some ways that I could really get them into this, uh, get myself into this job. Here we go. Uh, Oh, yeah. now, Now, obviously, once we get the job, Uh, we'll let them know, hey, if you give us the job, you will have the ears of the entire Doc G listening audience. Wait, what? That's so much digital engagement. Right? Right? So much. They'll be blown away by that. But then I'll be like, hey, guess what? I've got a couple ideas for different daily posts we can do. And they'll be like, what are the posts? And I'll be like, here's the first one. We'll have a daily post called, guess how old the queen was? Right, <laughs> and I'll be like, I like okay, it. I like I'll it. be like, here we go. The year Billie Eilish was born. Hmm. Comment how old you think the Queen was, and everybody will comment. And then I'll post another one saying the Queen was seventy-five years old when she was born. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this one? The year World War Two ended. How old was the Queen? Hmm. 19 years old. Jeez. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. (laughs) Or how about this one? The year the Beatles released their first single, the queen was 36 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, each one of these posts would end with, she's pretty effing old. Yeah. That'd be the old one. That's the hashtag. And then, then I'd have another uh, post, daily post, and this one would be, uh, guess the event by the hat. Yeah. And I'd just show a picture of the queen wearing a hat, and the commenters would have to guess what event she was going to by the hat she was wearing. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And every one of those posts would end with- That'd be with, a toughie, right? Yeah, it'd be tough. It would be tough. People would have to go back in the files. And every one of those posts would end with, she's pretty effing old. So true. And she likes hats. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Essentially, I think I have the job, right? Those two posts would win her over, I think, right? Dude, I mean, with all that, there's so much clicking and searching. Yeah. Amen. 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 Okay, Dave, here's the last story. Last story is from KCRA Channel 3 in California. All right. So, So, Dave, a guy in Turlock, California, was reported to the police for going around to houses and asking parents for their kids' DNA. Word. Weird. Which, you know... It's not a good good thing to do. It's not not the best thing to do. Even weirder, though, when uh, the parents reported this to the police, the Turlock Mm -hmm. police came back eventually and were like, oh, it's all good. The dude represented a legitimate business. Hmm. What? Nah. What? Nah. So Lauren Hassett was one of the parents, and she said she saw this dude standing outside of her back gate of her house. She went up and introduced herself, and she, uh, the dude said, I'm with Amber Alert, and he needed to finish a DNA, DNA file on her daughter, and that he needed uh, fingerprints and five strands of hair. Hmm. Lauren said that he kept referring to her daughter by the name her daughter uses for all of her online usernames. What? Oh, like. weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this legitimate company this dude worked for should have told him, hey, most houses you go to are instantly going to find you creepy. That's you should probably go ahead and fully identify the business and what you're trying to accompli- accomplish instead of just asking for DNA and hair strands. Like, yep. like if this was... A, like, I find it so weird. The police are like, oh, that's no, cool. It was good. He was just wandering around your backyard being like, hey, give me some of your kid's DNA. That's not a good thing to do. Nope. By a legitimate business. Just going to say. Very weird. Very weird, Dave. Very weird. That's that's creepy. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our guest, the one, the only, Defoe. We will be right back on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP, 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Guys, I know it's not 2020 yet, but be- beat the curve. Beat those other people mm-hmm. and go download the Doc G Show yep. from iTunes, mm-hmm. the Apple Store, Spinnaker Radio. Like whatever you need to do to get to it, yep. you'll figure out a way. Yeah. But we're on all of them. Yeah. New Year's and then resolution. Check out our website. New Year's resolution. Boom. G Show. www.thedocgshow.com. That's it. Do it. That's it. You can still go back a week. Enjoy the Drake Freeman videos. They're fantastic. So true. I worked my tail off, people. Girl, come I worked off. my tail off. Watch them. does. They're great. He has no tail left. Ew. And no tail. Well, a little bit of one. Ew. A little bit of a tail. He's got a little little tail. No, it's no snow leopard tail, Dave. What? It is no snow leopard tail. In case you are wondering, sure. listeners, go check out a snow leopard tail. They're pretty impressive. So they're true. pretty cool animals in general. Anyways, Dave, yeah, it, it's time to appreciate our listeners. It's time to give shout outs to our listeners. Are you ready? let's go who listened this week man here we go the regulars i'm gonna run them down jacksonville florida go for it shout out shout out columbia south carolina shout out, shout out. radford virginia a shout out shout citrus out. heights california a shout out. shout out charleston south carolina you guessed it shout out, shout out. genoa italy <laughs> that's right Shout out. out. Kenner, Louisiana, another one. Shout out. out. Ashburn, Virginia, once again. Shout out. Maputo, Mozambique, a shout out. And Charlotte, North Carolina, shout out. And I'm going to say it, Dave, we're adding one. They've been doing it for over more than a month consistently. Gainesville, shout shout out. That's right. Gainesville. Shout out to Gainesville. Go Gators. Mm hmm. Semi-regulars, Dave. Semi-regulars. Here we go. Roanoke, Virginia, Star City. Shout out. Shout out. Mountain View, California. Shout out. Shout out. Dundon. Florida shout out. shout out San Jose California shout out, shout out. London England shout out. shout out Dayton Ohio shout out, shout out. Frisco Texas shout out shout Beaumont out. Texas a shout out. shout out. There we go. That's our semi regulars and Dave. Dude, good list right there. It's a good list. It's a solid list representing much of the country. And Dave, it's time yeah. newcomers, newbies. Come- Here we go. New kids on the block. Here's the first one, Opelika, Alabama. Not Opelika. Opelika. Yeah, Opelika. Yeah. Say it one more time. hmm Alabama. One more time. Opelika. Ope Leica. Ope Leica. Yeah. Alabama. It's, oh, it's right beside Auburn, Dave. And I mean right beside. It's right beside Literally, Auburn. Right next to them. Yeah. Apparently cool. it's in between the Kia manufacturing plant and the Hyundai manufacturing plant. <laughs> yeah, dang. Yeah, so a lot of people in that town working at both plants. Work there. Big, big business mm-hmm. right there. Big business. Uh, next one. For sure. Thank you for the listens. Make it regular, Opelika. Make it regular. Yeah, uh, do it. We hope you like a, our show. A. Wham. Um, that was. D- oh. th- that was dumb. Sorry, Opelika. I'm sorry. Did you just come up with that? I did. That or was did on the fly. On that it. It? was that was Justin. Oh, no, I liked it. I don't. I don't really want to claim it, it, but I will. Okay. <laughs> Next one is Road Town, British Virgin Islands. Yeah, shout out, nice. That's in uh, Tortola, the capital of the British Virgin Islands. And I will say, sadly, it was it was it was horribly devastated by Hurricane Irma two years ago. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Glad to see you're back listening to the Doc G Show. That's solid. That's solid. Now That's a good start This was weird Dave I was reading the history of Roadtown And it says that on August 1st 18 I think it was 1833 I think mm-hmm. The Slavery Abolition Act Was enacted in Roadtown mm-hmm. And then it says It was read at the Sunday morning well hmm. Which I gotta really mm. <laughs> Makes it sound much more underwhelming And less monumentous Than yeah. it actually was like, I just... Right, I just, like you think of something like that being, like, the White House, and then they do it at, like, the well. Yeah, and I just instantly <laughs> got this dude in my head, just, like, you know, wearing his town crier hat, like, reading things off. Like, uh, Mr. Walton, Main Street, he's got to pay a fine for his garbage. Uh, public meeting, regarding ship registration in the harbor. Oh, yeah, all the slaves, they're free. So Wait, what? You're free now. Remember, you guys are free. And uh, uh, also, we apologize about everything we did for, like, the last 200 years. Our bad on that. Uh, Oh. Yeah, what an awkward thing. Don't forget, Miss Ann's Potluck, coming this Friday. Okay, I hope to see you all there. (laughs) All right, all right, that's it. It's very odd. I just, I got that in my head. Anyways, nonetheless, thank you guys in Roadtown. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Last one. Here's the last one, Dave. Utzenstorf. Utsenstorf, Switzerland. Utsenstorf. Utsenstorf, like Switzerland. Apparently, they've got some dope castles. Dope castles in Utsenstorf. That's right. Yeah. Utsenstorf. Only about 5,000 yes. residents. But you know what we want. We want all 5,000 to be Doc G fans. Let's do it, Utsenstorf. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do it. Uh, and I lied. I think I said that was the last one. We got one more. Newcomer. Newcomer. Oh, that's fine. Ringwood, New Jersey. Shout out. Ringwood, New Jersey. Mm, and uh, nice. Trip, Invi- Trip Advisor has let me know five best things to do in Ringwood. That would be go to Skylands, New Jersey Botanical Gardens. Go to the Ringwood we Do you like a botanical garden? Ringwood State Park. A lot of outdoorsy things. Go to the Ringwood Manor. And then uh, go to the Norvin Green State Forest. And lastly, Highlands Natural Pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that's wrong, Ringwood uh, residents, let me know. Let us know. Let me know what I should do. And thank you to everyone listening. We appreciate it. Dave. I was yeah, always. I was wrong on the first birthday suit. Let's get it right on the second one. I know. I know you can get this okay. one. I'm, I'll be I'll be better. I'm co- I'll be better. I'm confident. Born on December eighteenth, eighteen and sixty three. Eighteen. December eighteenth, nineteen sixty three, in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Our birthday suit wear's parents were a school counselor and an owner of a truck company. Our birthday suit wear played tennis, golf, And swam in high school. That's right. He went to the University of Missouri in 1982 and majored in journalism. He was two weeks away from graduation when he realized that his real true interest in life was filmmaking. And he needed to be where films were made. So he left to move to Los Angeles. So Mm. nearly five years, he played a bunch of small roles. But in 1992, okay. he played in Robert Redford's A River Runs Through It. This was a pivotal role for him. And after that, he went on to play several more bigger and bigger roles like uh, Interview with the Vampire, Legends of the Fall, 12 Monkeys, Sleepers. And in 1999, he played Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Around the same time girl, Around the same time he started dating Jennifer Aniston And the two were married in 2000 In 2005 Oh uh Keep going keep going They were divorced He went on to be in Troy And Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Smith With Angelina Jolie The two started dating Brad Pitt There we go Okay I felt like you you got, you got flustered I, I had it but yeah. I did it yeah, I wasn't confident yet. Okay, now you're confident. There we go. So the, the two uh, had adopted and, and, and had several children. Ultimately, they divorced in 2016. His most recent film was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood about the Manson family with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yes, Brad Pitt brad pitt happy birthday brad you stud you you know how bad i wanted those abs from fight club i still want those abs from fight so Club. so true always Woo! god it's a jigsaw puzzle my goodness jigsaw puzzle. it is just i mean just you can't get sexier than world. that you can't get <laughs> yeah. sexier than that i've had several lady friends be like oh my god you're obsessed with him i'm like yeah have you seen him in yeah. that movie he's hot ladies good lord Get it. Get it right. And now he is what is, what is that? 56. 56 for yeah, the B.P. Still, still good looking. Still good looking yeah. that guy. Happy birthday, Brad Pitt. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brad. Um, Dave, it's time. Uh, like I said, we're getting closer to the holidays, and of course, mm-hmm. it's always good around the holidays to hear some things that don't suck. Yes, always good to hear that. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd. And whatever the doc wants to say now. Yes, so let's go. We're going to do some things that don't suck. I've got two things that don't suck. Okay, so okay. here's the first one. Uh, Dave, there is a group in Canada that is uh, pledging to plant over a billion trees in Canada by 2028. Dang, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Flash Forest is the name of the group, Dave. Flash Forest. That definitely doesn't suck, but holy crap. They want to do a million trees in nine years. One billion. Billion. With a B. Billion, that's even harder. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing it, Dave, with drones. Words with drones.
2: What?
0: Yeah, these drones are going to be equipped with pre germinated seed pods from eight different species of trees, and they'll shoot the pods down to the ground, diversifying the ecosystem and combating deforestation and rising carbon levels. Yep, holy yep. crap! They've already started. That is a- and they—they they, they say they aim uh, to have over 150,000 plants by the end of 2020, which I mean, wow. Not throwing shade at the old Flash Forest Group, but it's only like 0.1 percent of their total goal that they need to get done by 2028. That's a fact. like, you know, you had a whole year and you only Wait, got 150,000, like. Uh-huh. You're gonna are really yeah, not even close. Gonna that. really need to to up it. Yeah, but the important thing is, they're out there, Dave. They're getting it done. They are—they're getting it done. More and more trees. Hats off to Flash Forest. I mean, it, w- yeah, you know it definitely. Flash Forest doing something good. But when if you're gonna say you're gonna do a billion. We need to see it. You know what I mean. They're, they're, hey, they're out there. They're putting seeds in the ground. They're gonna try to make it happen. Okay. I'm going for it. I believe in them. I believe in Flash Forest, All right. Dave. Your team Flash Forest. Okay, I am. I very much so, Dave. This next story is a, a team for you. The story is for you, Dave. Kay. You're a dog fan. Thank you. You, oh, I love, dogs. are a dog fan. You want to have a dog bar, I'm obsessed, a, a you know. dog park bar. I know. I know, that's you. Now, admittedly, Dave, there are some dogs, for me, they're just too hyper. I I can't handle them, you know? Mm -hmm. They're all over the place all the time. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. ah, That's ah." what a good dog park bar is for. I'm Settle settle down, guys. Settle down. You know, it's just too much for me. It's too much. Well, Mm -hmm. there's an elderly woman in Sweden that that used to agree with me a little bit. And I I say used to. I emphasize used to. Uh, She lived beside Mahana. Mahana is a young man, and this young man, he has himself a young, excited pit bull. And the, oh. the pit bull's name? Simba. Simba the pit bull. Oh. Yeah. and uh, Very cute. Simba uh, and Mahana... Uh, always would walk by this elderly woman, and they'd say hi to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simba, in particular, he'd he'd want to go up and say hi to her. Be wagging his tail, be jumping at her, like, "Hey, what's up? I want a party. I'm Simba, right?" And I want a party. And uh, the old woman would be like, "Ah, wow, ah, he's mean." And look at him, you know, scared, like, "Oh Jesus, he's jumping at me! Yeah. I don't want any part of this, right?" And uh, mm-hmm. Mahana always felt bad about this. He was like, "Come on." Nice dog, right? Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, Mahana and Simba were coming back from a walk when uh, Simba started urging Mahana towards the door of the elderly woman's apartment. Mm. And he's like, what's the deal, mm-hmm. Simba? We got to go back in. But uh, Simba wouldn't yeah. stop. He started barking, and he just mm-hmm. kept pawing at the mm-hmm. door and was like, Ow, oh, let me in. And he's like, Jesus, what is wrong with you? Right mm-hmm. then, he heard the old lady crying for help. He heard a faint cry, and he was like, what? And he busted into the apartment. The lady had fallen and broken her hip and had been down on the ground for two days, been stuck on the floor without any help and couldn't get any help because she couldn't move. And without Simba, never would have heard it, never would have actually tried to get in there. Uh, once inside, wow. Mahana called rescue and waited for the ambulance to arrive. And before the ambulance took her off, the lady said, I want to say thank you. And Mahana was like, oh, you don't have to thank me. And she's like, no, I want to say thank you to Simba for all that he's done. He, he saved me. And he, he was like, yeah, and that, that's right. That is right. Thank you to Simba. Oh Mm -hmm. that does not suck. Shout out to good dog stories. Yeah, there you go. Simba doing some good things, saving some folks. Saving some folks. Love it. There it is, guys. Those are things that don't suck. We are gonna be right back. We are gonna take a break. We were gonna hear from Defoe, and then we are gonna talk to Angela Defoe right here on the Doc G Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are joined by fantastic producer and musical artist whose debut album, Too Soon to Cry, came out this past July. It is none other than Defoe. How are you today? Hey, Ben. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing
0: great. Awesome. Awesome. So, I love to take the listener back, you know, take them back, uh, Basically through your whole life, so the listener gets to know where you're coming oh. from. So you grew up in uh, Southern California, right? And you're still you're still there today. Yes. Also, have you always been in the same area of Southern California, or did you did you move around?
3: Uh, I've I've been kind of you know I've jumped around uh, from the Inland Empire to L.A. to just all around.
0: Mm, nice. Uh,
3: but I mainly stayed in the the
0: uh southern california area. Nice. Nice. Well, I noticed and and I, I've seen this uh in a couple of uh a couple of posts in the LA area where you're at. And I I like to ask this about all of my guests. I get to know their hometown through different eating locations. So true. And so <laughs> if if I were coming to Southern Cal, and I ask you: I've got one night in Southern Cal. Where should I eat? What would be your number one spot that you would give me?
3: No, okay. No matter what, I would always say uh, In-N-Out Burger. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, not, not surprisingly, from the California folks, I've had that one time before. Common King, <laughs> Common Kings were on the show, and that was their first thing, which I will agree. I do love In n Out Burger. Uh, I can't take it. Some
3: surprising facts about In n Out Burger. Oh
0: wow! Facts. Uh, I like they, it.
3: Yeah, surpri- Like they have a very few locations because they want to stay close to where um, their uh, their materials for food are. Mm. Um, I'm probably not saying that right, but and they use the best quality meats that, like all the high end restaurants five-star restaurants where they get their steaks from they get the, the same quality meat from that same mm. section
0: i did not so, know that like
3: yeah so it's really great quality and um you don't feel like super dumpy after eating it and you just feel good so it's just really good place out do, of all the places it's definitely in and out
0: do you go animal style when you get your order
3: uh I know a lot of people that do. And I, <laughs> I think it's really cool that people do it. I, it's just a little too, too animal style for me. Too it's too, too I crazy. Like, I, I like. I'm a little basic.
0: Okay, okay. I can I, I, I can I understand. I like I like the yeah. fact we were talking about it the other day on the show. The the secret nature of it. I mean, even though it's not secret, <clears throat> but it's still not on the menu. So you know, you're like, yeah. I'll have an animal style, and people are like, whoa. You know, like, especially if you're from the East Coast, people are like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But, like, you know, uh-huh. you, you can sort of get your in as far as Cali. I like that. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, as far as uh, music... Uh, growing up, I was looking at your your music selection and in, in the bio there, and it seems like you focused a lot on like sixties music because it was coming from your dad. You had the the Beach Boys and and the Beatles and and Motown. Uh, was there was there any artist um, growing up as far as like that was modern at that time, or were you always just interested in the older older musicians when you were growing up?
3: I mean, I think every Kid at that age um, has an element to being a teeny bopper, which I totally was. Like, you know, <laughs> I did love spice girls. Like, yes. oh, I loved everything about the Spice Girls, their their attitude, the way they dress yeah. their compadre you know, their mm-hmm. Um of, you know, I loved Instinct and I loved Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I loved the catchy tunes. Mm-hmm. I, I loved all that stuff. And I, you know, and then I also loved like um uh, 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 weird stuff like um, Artie Shaw and Mm. Connie Francis Mm. I loved all like a lot of things if it was good to me if it really touched my heart, I would put it on repeat. So, nice. but yeah, I did not escape the teeny bop fate. <laughs> no one does. If they say that they did, they're,
0: they're lying. lying. Yes, <laughs> very true. Very true. I noticed yeah. also, and this has sort of been continuing through, you know, your your musical work later on. You seem to be really influenced by sort of motion picture uh, scores oh. and soundtracks. Uh, now this yes. this has got to be a hard call but do you have a, a favorite motion picture score is there one that's i mean aside mm. i am going to take yours out of it your own score you can't choose that one uh, a, a, out of all the ones in the past is there one that really sticks out to you
3: Ooh, that, that's really hard because a lot of mo- uh, score scorers have like you know their 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 work that's just amazing you know that like yeah we have that one piece of work um, I would say only because I grew up on Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, James Horner. Like mm. he put a lot of heart into like a lot of these things. Specifically, uh, uh, Eno uh, Morricone. Mm. Um He is still one of my favorites because he was really unconventional and rewrote the way recording has been done, and even the way he gets performances out of. Um, musicians, which really blew their own mind. He'd always take things from a different um, perspective. So nice. he was very musically inclined, he was very experimental and very effective in changing the way things felt and the, thing, the way even things looked visually. Yeah. And I, I just love it. And I love scores because there is no song structure. Yeah. None. There's no verse, chorus, verse, chorus um bridge course fade out you know that's like the typical right. structure which is cool and all and i like that I, but there's something about being completely limitless and just going with what feels good for well you you,
0: uh, you do going out nothing. you you do hear mm-hmm. that in your music you know uh that that limitless style when you hear something's happening there's this there's builds. There's these crescendos and these these drops in in the in the music, and it doesn't have that normal. Like you said, you don't feel just this this cut and dry verse, chorus, verse. You know that. That's it, yeah, it, it seems to have bled but, into your into your influences for sure.
3: Oh definitely. that's funny that you picked out something's happening because that originally was the score for the movie I did 420 massacre. Yeah. and the director was kind enough to let me own the rights to the music, which is so unheard of. Yeah. I asked him if I could use it for the album. There was no lyrics or anything on it, it was just the chase scene where the monster was literally chasing the main character through the woods, Yeah. and I was like, this is so effective, it feels really cool, I want to challenge myself and try to turn it into a song, I gave it like 20 minutes, and it like turned into something way different than I could have ever expected. So it turned out it was totally de- deconstructed in a different way than most songs. So I thought it was really special.
0: Definitely, definitely. We'll get to the, the album here in a little bit. I would have to say, going back real quick, the the scores. I, I don't know if this is cliche in the musical score world, but I think my favorite is uh, Bill Conti from the original Rocky. Yes! Uh, that Ooh,
1: of course it's
0: just it's so I mean oh, man it's so every time I get chills I just want to go work out when I hear it it's just such a driving oh, right. driving workout tunes but uh as far as your own music I heard you I heard you started writing and sort of working music around nine you started uh making your sort of own music if you will at nine yeah I mean for
3: me it happened really young it was something I guess that was innate and in me even before my parents could see mm-hmm. um even when i was younger when i was like three and four um before i could speak i was always making up i wanted to be an opera singer for some reason i thought that was just <laughs> awesome that was my life goal as a three-year-old i have videos of me singing and making up songs that's and a, that's a speak. quick
0: dedication to opera at three
3: <laughs> yeah but they never put me in opera classes I would have loved to be an either an ice skater, a ballerina, or an opera singer. Like all three would have been fantastic. <laughs> but I think I'm glad that they didn't because now I get to do this kind of fun stuff,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, you went to the uh, musicians institute for music in Hollywood and you started learning mm-hmm. uh, studio engineering. And I was sort of mm-hmm. I was sort of wondering, did you did you go into the major with the idea, okay, I'm gonna work behind the scenes, or was it like, I'm going to do this to help create my own music?
3: Definitely the second one. So before I went to the Musicians Institute, that wasn't something I had my eye on for um, previously. It just kind of happened in a way where I've been making uh, music in my own uh, DAW, my own system. Yeah. I would use uh, Ableton Live. I I used a couple other ones before, but I got pretty good Ableton Live, so I've been recording myself. Um, Probably five to eight years before I went to school, so I had a, a decent amount of like when it comes to recording, compression, panning, um, some frequency knowledge. Yeah. And I was when I I was living in L.A. I lived right next to the Musician's Institute. I had a lot of friends that went there. And I was like, hey, why not master my craft? Right. I went there. I was so cocky, and you know? I was like, oh, I've been, <laughs> and there's all these people that not even know how to freaking turn on a computer. And I just realized, like, I knew nothing about recording engineering. And it it was really exciting for me. And I I, I just realized that it's just such a science for this type of acoustic to make, you have two speakers and to be able to make a sound feel like it's coming from behind you. And just all the science of sound was fascinating to me. And it was, I, I never really excelled in school per se, but this school, I, definitely excelled
2: top
0: of my class nice
3: loved every moment
0: of it I definitely definitely have to say uh it doesn't take at least it it didn't take me long when there's nobody adjusting my mixers to realize how important and how hard it is to understand everything that goes into good sound uh you know when Mm -hmm. nobody mixing for me all of a sudden what is there's a gain and there's a what is this button? this goes after you're saying it doesn't go into the direct mix. I don't know what I'm doing here. I am nope. just pressing buttons oh, until yeah. I hear a sound. I've got nothing so I can i I feel like that would be fairly uh fun for any of us that are involved somewhat in music just to mm-hmm. I also though feel like it'd be way too over my head That's but um so after leaving school, you worked with uh Lee miles as a vocal editor and uh, you you yeah. met your future husband and lead singer of uh, red jumpsuit apparatus there now obviously you yeah. guys liked each other because you're married now but like what did you think mm-hmm. of when you first when you first started working with ronnie like what was the what was sort of the idea when you when you met him
3: yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, so I was working on an album mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, Lee is really good friends with Ronnie. They have a long history together mm-hmm. growing up and all that. And when he, Ronnie walked into the studio, and i thought i was just engineering when i'm when i'm working in the studio my eyes i have blinders on i'm working specifically right. on sculpting the audio mm-hmm. so i don't think about anything but um <clears throat> i thought he was a music engineer like me you know i didn't know that he was a singer of a rock band i was totally yeah. oblivious to it um, he was actually flew in so he can have a writing session to be able to write more songs for the album I was working on. Yeah, I walked in, I had some Pro Tools problems, I, I was trying to get that worked out. I was kind of like, I don't know, I, I sat next to him, we didn't really talk. I was maybe a little closed off, because yeah. when I get into that mindset, I, I'm that way. Um, and then pretty much the next night... Because his least girlfriend at the time, now they're married and they have a kid, Mm -hmm. um, was my roommate. And then we were going to have a girls' night out, and Lee was going to take Ronnie on a boys' night out, and they ended up being merged. (laughs) And we ended up talking about everything except for music. I still thought he was a music engineer for a really long time. Yeah. And we talked about life and, you know, theories and philosophies. I like talking about everything else but but music when I'm working a lot, you know? Yeah. because um, there's, there's a lot of other interesting subject matters out there music is one of my favorites but definitely a lot of cool things and he was definitely picking up what i was putting down really good vibes <laughs> hung out stayed up all night talking i was really nice innocent hanging out with like, a, a dude you know and that's yeah. really rare in la <laughs> they always want something else from you it's true and so i true. was not i was not there i was not there you know yeah um <clears throat> so the next couple of days he like i finally look up who ronnie winter was And I'm like, oh, dang, he's a singer from a band. And I wasn't that thrilled about that because I don't want to be invested in someone who's going to be on tour. And, you know, the trust issues these days. And, like, you know, I I, I I tended to be, you know, a little jealous. And I, I wasn't ready for those life challenges. Oh, yeah. Luckily... Um, luckily he didn't end up being a douche <laughs> you know he was really great he was he was really he had he had the southern charm yeah uh, open doors he really like molded his tours around our relationship and the way where it made me feel comfortable and you know we really uh flourished and he took yeah. me around the world for a week uh, a year after that and my parents and it was wild he courted me he <laughs> could write the book on courting somebody you know because the thing is is it if a guy's too busy a guy's never too busy no matter how busy they are if they like you they'll make time for you that's and true so he really taught me that and i didn't i didn't really know that before you know
0: nice well so, ronnie ronnie grew he up in our- off my feet <laughs> Well, he he grew he grew up in our neck of the woods here. He's in uh, Middleburg, Florida, which is right Oh do- wow. Yeah, which is, you know, right down the road, just uh Oh he
3: told me about that. The y- college.
0: And- yes. Yeah. So now our uh have you have you went back to Middleburg with him before?
3: Oh yeah. We go like twice a year. His family is very much my family. Um we're on a group thread that I, I I am always talking to them and <laughs> We're very close with them. It's fun to stay out in Middleburg for like two weeks. It's totally different than what I'm used to. Definitely. But I love how when we go to a Walmart, I ask, okay, where's the dog food at? They're not just going to point like in California, they point and it's like aisle 10 somewhere, you know, that they don't want to have anything to do with taking you. But Middleburg, they'll they'll almost take you by the hand, <laughs> tell you the whole life story while taking you there and telling you about some of their favorite dog foods and what it's done to their dogs. You oh, know, yeah. I do love that they give you time and they open up their homes and a heart to you and everything's a lot slower paced. So it's really fun to, to be a part of the Middleburg culture, actually.
0: Definitely a good change for of me. pace. Yeah. Change of pace oh, for yeah. you. Well, now, More real. It, it's 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 real in a lot of ways that's for sure yeah um yeah. you got you guys made r productions now all, along uh with that uh y- you've had some great projects talk a little bit about A&R productions and how that sort of aspect came out of it
3: well um, he uh, as soon as we started coming together uh dating wise um, you know I showed him some of my songs and like I would edit, edit on Pro Tools. He was really fascinated with how fast I was on the board mm-hmm. and how knowledgeable. Um, he was really impressed. I was surprised. I was just doing my thing, and so he asked me on his next album four if I could uh, vocal engineer and do some production on it. Yeah, and I was like, sure. And I we really wanted to show off my string arrangements because I, you know, I love that. He likes strings. Yeah, and so we 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 definitely knocked it out of the park. He was really blown away. And he was like, you know, we can do this. We have a good, we do have a really good working relationship because what I'm strong at, he's not the best at. What he's strong at, I'm not the best at. Like, nice. say bass lines, he, he, he owns bass lines. He owns um, all rhythm and drums, which I can do, but it's not my strength. Yeah. And um, I do strings like killer. I do vocals. I do editing. I do a lot of the those types of weird melodies really excellent. Um, so we... Really worked together well, so we decided to put together and our productions. Yeah, and um, we're just building it from there, uh, working on our own stuff. And eventually, we're going to be taking on some uh, talent and some clients that we both believe in. Because before we met each other, we always were grooming other people. Like, I love kind of recording other people and showing them how cool their voice can be and what their voice can do, and to not work with their weaknesses but work with their strengths. Like, don't try to do something that your body's not meant to do. Like, yeah. find out what you're meant to do. You know, what God built you to do and find, then you, you'll have your original sound. So pulling nice. out, we both are into that, passionate about that. So um, it's just gonna grow from there. We're really excited to see what will happen.
0: Very nice. Well, along with, with A&R Productions, you also uh, created a child with Ronnie. You got uh, yeah. Wolf Wolfgang. Wolfgang, which
3: Wolfgang.
0: which is a pretty unique name. I really like it. I did some checking. That is the one thousand three hundred and ninety eighth most popular name in America. So it's not too high up on the list. It's very unique. And, we
3: like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: and you uh, named him after uh, Mozart, correct?
3: Yes, for me after Mozart. For him after I think the guitar. Van Halen. From- yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Very well. Fun fact: I I, I found this out. Mozart, uh, uh, when he was nine, he recorded music played in London. And after he played in London, they accused him of uh, being a dwarf because they thought he was too good for a nine-year-old. <sighs> and he was like, he was, and I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, and I thought I was like, you know what? She recorded music and was working on music at nine. There you go. Mozart, Mozart, Mozart connection, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I was like, oh man, that's sad. He's all happy after his performance, and they're like, oh, it couldn't be. There's no way he's nine. I don't uh, believe it. Um, do you see signs that uh, your Wolfgang he's going to be interested in music? Do you see things that uh, he's going to be like his parents? Hmm. Well,
3: I really do. I think what how we're parenting Wolfgang is really awesome in the way we are just stepping back and watching his natural instincts of what he likes. Right. And he actually, he's a, he's a bit of a delayed talker, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do see a lot going on in his mind. And whenever there's a song, like, you know, the classic Disney songs like Under the Sea, like Sebastian the Crab that sings that song from Little Mermaid. Yeah. There's so many lyrics. I looked up the lyrics. There's not one repeating lyric. The only repeating lyric is Under the Sea. And he knows every stinking lyric to that <laughs> song like and he sings it with heart he he does all the dips he does all the, the crescendos he, he really over exaggerates that and the fact that he sees that is really awesome so he memorizes a lot of songs and he really uh delivers nice. is what i definitely have to say so i wouldn't be surprised uh, yeah but you're not see, uh,
0: you're not pushing him in any I, direction you're letting it happen whatever but, whatever happens putting
3: instruments and different things around him we're exposing him yeah with a lot of things um he loves to hear our music he dances like a fool and we (laughs) dance like a fool with him um we really just want to amp up his silly because it's so important and um definitely yeah if if he's starting to kind of like piano he likes the accordion for some reason he Hmm. loves the accordion so much but Ronnie and I joke about it because it's not a that's not that's a lady killer. That's, that's not a ladies man
2: it's <laughs> a
0: tough. But maybe
3: when he's sixteen. Tough instrument guilty. to go
0: through life with, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Ask Ask Weird Al. Ask Weird Al. It's we're, a tough one to go with.
3: Yeah, we're hoping that he learns how to play either piano or like a... Uh, uh, violin because we'd love to use him for our recording. <laughs> so we'll
0: see what happens. Uh, we need a session player. Get on that. Come on. Yeah, yeah we geez. do. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about. I think one of the crucial. You've brought it up a, a, a couple times, but I think something that really set your your career and a little bit different of a of a path there, which was uh, 420 Massacre. There, the uh, the movie that you scored. Um, Tell us how that came about and uh, how that really sort of changed your look on your own career as far as uh, your music.
3: Well, um, I was living in L.A. in a smaller apartment building that was kind of like more uh, like cottages, you know, mm-hmm. like smaller. There's like eight units. Everybody could hear everything of what everyone's doing. Everyone's oh, so a fun. <laughs> yeah, I, it was great. It was great. And then um, so I lived above the director lived below. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always editing for his films and different things like that. And he would be a chain smoker and a diet Coke drinker, like always coming out smoking. I, at that time I was a chain smoker too. And when you're working in front of a creative, um, uh, a creative thing that you're working on yeah. it's always good to step away come back with fresh ears or eyes yeah. so we would do that a lot but like yeah. he's more quiet I was more internal because I was thinking about the song so we didn't talk much but we always saw each other I was on the balcony he was on the bottom yeah. and then one day he chirped he, he was like hey I like what you're I, I like what you're you're playing I, it reminds me of Uh, some of these old whores and different things like that and I'm really into that. Maybe someday I was thinking about making some kind of like a whore and it would be cool to have some of your music in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure, whatever, that would sound fantastic. And usually people in LA, they say things but they never follow through. Right. Uh, Five years later, I moved out uh, married i've just had a baby yeah um and then he calls me he's like uh, hey i just made a horror uh, can i have some of your music to put on the film <laughs> and i'm like whoa this is a great opportunity for me and so i was kind of mischievous about this and then i was like hey do you have the cut of the film can you he's like yeah i can give you the first half without music you know yeah. and he's, he's like it's really shoddy you know there's no filter like there's it's this kind of like there's a lot of notes on there. I'm like, that's fine. Just give me like a week and we'll see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so within a week, or to two weeks, I asked for an extension. Uh, I scored the first half of the film and he was floored. He loved it. His team loved it. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you just keep on going? And then they gave me a different pay rate. They decided... Um, to have me score the film mm-hmm. i really wanted the IMDb credit i really <laughs> wanted it because it's so hard to get into that world yeah it's very competitive but i knew that i was good at it i knew i could do it i was pretty much breastfeeding while doing it so i, I think wolfgang really likes um something's happening he likes all this <laughs> weird music I'm sorry, Wolfgang. I'm sorry. It's now me- you have weird taste m- because of moments, memory. Memory,
0: right? yeah, I was about to say. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah,
3: so that's what happened. I bowled my way to IMD credit. He's really happy. We have really great relations. He actually uh, directed the music video for Something's Happening. Yeah. Uh, it's a great symbiotic relationship.
0: Very nice. Well, the 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 more uh, recent work is, like I said, your, your new album, uh, Too Soon to Cry. And it's been out for about... Uh, Six months now. Um, When did you actually start working on the album? How long has it been a a a working progress?
3: Um, I took about a year to do this. I was in no rush. I had no. I knew that I still wanted to be a. I wanted to be a mother, be a present mother. I didn't want to be away a lot. And I also knew this was my first album. I really wanted it to be different. Every song could be different. And uh, there was no rush. There was no rush. I wasn't assigned to a label or anything like that. So. Yeah i mean i love working within the pinch i'm really good at that but this one you know it's my first introduction to how i want my sound to be so and i wanted to do it myself i don't know I i was a little bit of a control freak with this one um but i really wanted to uh set the palette of colors in which the defoe sound I wanted the disposed sound to be, so when I do work with people in the future, they have something to reference, so they don't go too off the beaten path, because it's very easy when you work with people to make you sound like everyone else, and I really didn't want that to happen. I've done that with people before, and they're all really fantastic and great, but I just needed to do it this way, so it took about a year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, speaking of that, as far as your creative control, you, uh, you wrote you recorded, you produced, you did you did everything for this album which i mean that's that's great as, as i was saying as far as creative control but that that had to be a ton of work that had to be a lot
3: it was a lot of work i did a lot of the editing because i feel like editing is a big part of the creative process oh, when yeah. you push a waveform like even just like a guitar oh. like like 1 millisecond or a partial millisecond forward or back, it either gives you that like swing or it doesn't. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it's a big part of it. So I really wanted to be able to be a part of how every single instrument felt from when it came out. Like it really had to have that pop. A lot of times when I was editing, I, editing, I would close my eyes and use the buttons to kind of push it forward and back. And then when it felt right, even though it wasn't correct, it's had more of that human element to it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, I, I really, as a mother. I'm a woman. I feel like there's a lot more women in the industry right now, which is a really good time for women. Yeah. And I was a new mother, and I just, I really wanted to do it for myself because I know when people become mothers, they're like, oh, my life is over. I can't do anything. And like, you know what? You can make time for your passion and you can include your child with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you just got to, get the ball rolling but getting that ball rolling is the hardest thing but once the ball's spinning woo, it's addictive
0: <laughs> well like you mentioned one of the things that that came out recently for the the project was the the video for something's happening um and that came out about two months ago a big big hit yeah. on on youtube so far uh but i gotta say before i get to the actual video i did notice on instagram you did a video announcing the release of the video, and you—you you had your newest addition to the family, Salem the cat, yes. in the video.
1: Yes.
0: I've got to say, Salem seems like one of the—I want to be friends with Salem. That's right. He seems like oh a fantastic cat. He—he he,
3: he, he accidentally came into our lives, by the way. I didn't—we didn't go out seeking a cat.
0: Right. Right. So, so, we, so.
3: I was going—I was quickly—I was going for a walk with Wolfgang. We mm-hmm. went around like like ten blocks. This cat. Rubbed up on Wolfgang and followed us all the way to our house. In our house, I left notes saying, "Okay, we have a black cat. Family <laughs> see it. There was no family that claimed it. We went to the the, the vet to see if it had a chip. No chip. Yeah. And we're like, I guess we got a cat. <laughs> we mm. got a cat. So nice. Our family member now.
0: I love I love how you picked him up in the video, and he's just like, just you know, completely limp. Just like, yep. That's this is what she's doing. She just like he seems to be very carefree of a cat. I enjoyed Salem. Yeah, that
3: was like take twelve too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uncomfortable talking in front of the camera. You yeah, know, especially selling your own stuff. You kind of I felt you know I feel I'm, I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive to that stuff. I feel like I'm selling my soul. So I was like I need it the cat in here. So he might be in a lot more of my videos.
0: I need Salem to soothe me. He just sort of, just sort of hung out with you. I like it. I like, well, speaking of the actual, uh, video itself, like you said, Dylan was directing the video. Um, he did, he did the uh, video and it's a very, very cool video. Um, very dramatic, Uh, goes, goes along with the song. Um, Tell me a little bit about that process as far as making the video.
3: Uh, Making the video, uh, so we had uh, Dylan Reynolds, the Mm -hmm. director. Um, We had Kyle Stryker for uh, director of photography. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And he brought a huge movie team. I did not expect that, you know, like, (laughs) it's a video, you know, but he's used to only doing um, movies, not Music video. Yeah. So, kind of, he went a little above and beyond. He was really excited. I was excited. It's really great working with people who are equally excited about your project. Oh yeah. Definitely important. For sure. And uh, so I, I showed I showed up. We went to pop this place called Popsicle Studios in LA. Mm-hmm. The room was actually made for The Dark night as the the oh, yeah. a lot of the movies filmed in there. That yes. is. Yeah. I was, Fangirling so hard on the room. Um, <laughs> uh, I love talking to everyone I was working with, asking them about what they've done, um, what, what their part in, uh, what, what their job was on yeah. this music video. And I really like made a lot of friends, learned a lot. I'm really interested in um, filmmaking and that whole process. Yeah. Um, so it was really exciting. It was a two day shoot, twelve hour days. Uh, it was very family oriented. My dad was there. Ronnie, my husband, was there. Obviously, yeah. Um, Dylan worked with his wife uh, Vanessa, and they just had a baby. The baby was there too. Nice. So it was a really cool, cool set. Everyone was just really professional. Um, yeah, uh, I came up with the treatment before I approach to Dylan on like a full, really dramatically in a full moon. Um, my parents are watching Wolfgang. I had this time and I I knew I wanted it to be really different and intense. And I loved the movie, Mm -hmm. um, the never ending story. So the Empress, when she's holding that last grain of sand, Mm -hmm. the glowing grain of sand in that dark space, Mm -hmm. I really liked that, 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 that drama and the, uh, just the, the, What's that word? It's the drama of that. And so I wanted my music video to start that way. Mm-hmm. So it's, and uh, the music is.
0: And you got to what? meet a hissing cockroach. So, you know.
3: Oh, well. yeah. That, <laughs> that was, uh, frightening, but it was a really great environment for me to kind of break my fears a little bit. And it wasn't so bad
0: yeah you i mean it it, it's very it's very cool when it comes out from underneath the uh under the door i don't want to give it away no spoilers for the listeners but you know uh it (laughs) because obviously that's the big the big drive of the uh of the end of the uh video and it's uh like like i said it came out came out fantastic um
3: thank you.
0: Yeah, and it's uh it's like I said, it's only been out for a couple months and uh it's already six hundred thousand streams on uh on YouTube. A lot of lot of folks Ooh. checking it out. Yeah. A lot of folks checking it out.
3: Six hundred already, I have to check it out. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um
3: I was hoping that maybe it would get like thirty thousand. I would have been happy with that.
0: Yeah. But six. It really
3: over Exceeded my expectations
0: it's 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 uh it's getting up there but the project as a whole uh your album as a whole um it's been out like i said for about six months have you thought about what's what's next in any way or are you just sort of marinating oh, in in this in this album i am marinating on this because i
3: really enjoy making music videos yeah. Um, we are going to make some more um, really high-end music videos that are just all so different from each other. Nice. But I'm also working, um, you know, I'm a I'm producer. I love making music, so I'm constantly working on music. So there's going to be uh, probably an EP on the way, mm-hmm. um, more music videos, and a lot more interesting, fascinating things I'm going to be releasing that might be a little different that I really can't talk about. Oh. But um, you can always expect different things from defoe that's why my handle is what is defoe yes because you never know what it is how so, and yeah
0: you know, it's always it's always you're gonna be kept guessing i like it i like it i'm uh,
3: always guessing with myself i don't know how, <laughs> what mood i'm gonna wake up in so
0: that's good that's good um well with the I, i'm guessing since uh, sort of your love of of Scores and and uh, you know just the the whole the whole idea of not having those boundaries. I'm guessing you're more. Are you more of an album person, not so much a, a a single individual, or do you do you really enjoy just doing one song, putting it out?
3: I think it'll be fun to do like just EPs and shorter songs, um, yeah, like shorter uh, clusters. But I really wanted to do an album to just put myself on some sort of a map. Uh, and just, I think doing the album was kind of challenging because making those songs fit kind of like regular, uh, just song structures is more. Of it, that's more of a challenge to me is making it more of a song structure thing. But being like a little bit more avant-garde is way easier. But I really wanted the album to be palatable um, for people, so yeah. that was a big challenge for me. Yeah, for
0: well, sure. well, it's it's definitely the album is fantastic. You did a, a fantastic job on it and uh i want to i want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us it's been it's been a pleasure
3: thank you ben
0: yes listeners make sure to check out the album too soon to cry all streaming services it is out there all things defoe on her website www.whatisdefoe.com and of course like she said on instagram and other social medias at what is defoe right now let's take a listen to my favorite jam off the album which would be in other words by Defoe right here on The Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc AG show. You just heard Defoe. Yes. Thank you Defoe. Fantastic there, man. Yeah. Didn't know she uh I don't think she knew before we talked about our connection there. In-state connection, husband. She wasn't ready for that. From Middleburg, man, right down the road from Jacksonville, right there. Super small world, man. Yeah, world. Right there. She was. She was charmed by Middleburg's uh, uh, hospitality, Southern hospitality. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and and even smaller world, Dave. We're getting ready to interview for our Christmas special next week. Lonely Highway, whose drummer used to be in Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, with Ronnie. That's Crosby. right. Yeah. That's right. Crazy man. Look at that dude. Crazy. I did. I didn't even think about that until I called up Dalton from Lonely Highway and was like, "Hey, you guys are gonna be on the show for the Christmas special? You got to be. It's the Christmas special. Uh, I'm not letting you, have you to. not be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I got right. derailed. Anyways, check out Defoe's uh, album. Groundbreaking stuff. It's great. Check it out. Do it. She's she's put a lot of effort into it. She put her heart and soul into that. And now she's hanging out with Wolfie. Wolfie's her uh, son's name, by the way. Yeah. Don't know if you yeah. called that. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. After Mozart. Wolfgang? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay, guys. It's time for second or third. Third birthday suit. The last, last one, man. birthday suit. I um think you can get this thinking of this. Okay. Here we go. Our birthday... I have some faith in me, dude. I I wanna. I wanna. But I was a little... (laughs) uh, It it dropped a little bit after the Billie Eilish. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know, she's new, (laughs) but I thought she was so big. How could you not know? But, you know, now you do. Now you will explore. Now Now I'm cool and hip. You're in there. You're in there. You're young. You're hip. You're virile. I like it. Anyways... Here we go. Oh, yeah. Our birthday suit wearer was born on December 18, 1970, with the name mm-hmm. Earl Simmons. That was his birth name, Earl Simmons. Okay. He was raised in Yonkers, New York. Hmm. Due to the abusive relationships and other problems in childhood, our birthday suit wearer was kicked out of school and sent to the Julia Dickman Andrus Children's Home. Yeah. Mm. Yep. For 18 months. Okay started to involve himself with rap as a way to cope with this tough childhood. Loved rap. He started selling mixtapes in the late 80s. And the source magazine praised him as unsigned hype in 1991. Finally, in 1998, our birthday suit wearer got a major record deal. And released his single "Get At Me, Dog." That's right. It was his first single off of its uh, off of his album "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." It went on to sell five million albums. His second album was released the same year. "Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood." It went on to sell. Four million albums. Jeez. He released another album in 1999. If you're listening to these dates, that's three albums in two years. In two years. Three albums in two years. The third album in 1999, and then there was X, which went on to sell six million albums. Jeez. He went on to release four more albums since then. Name that birthday suit where Dave he likes dogs he talks a lot about dogs his third album was called And Then There Was X who is it uh, I don't think it's Exhibit I think he's no <gasps> Mm-mm. he's West Coast that's not uh, a New York rapper uh X DMX yeah there we go okay DMX Let's go. Yes, Let's go. Earl Simmons DMX Yes. Really just dominated. I was waiting for like a single for you to give me. And dude, get at me, dog. That's a big single right there. I guess I could have, I should have thrown out Rough Riders Anthem. That would have, that would have. Yeah, Rough Riders would have given it to me. That would have helped. That would have helped. But I mean, there for like four years, you could not get away from DMX. He was everywhere. He. He's got that voice that you like can hear instantly. Oh yeah, you know, and and uh, it's rough. Define it. It's rough, man. It's oh, raspy. Yeah. It's Tough. rough. He's gruff. He growls. He barks. Yeah. He's dog, man. <laughs> he's a dog. He, oh yeah. He's a dog. He, he's a he's a big fan of dogs. Big fan of pit bulls specifically. Uh, he has had a couple legality issues recently. I think he's gotten over him, though. I think he's gotten over him. So, you know, X turning the big 4-9. Uh, Did you say 49? Yeah. 4-9. About Dude. to be 50 it's next year. Uh, hard to believe Ooh. the X being 50. Crazy. It's crazy. It makes us feel old again. He's I'm going. 50. That means you're almost fifty. I'm going back to Billy Eilish. <laughs> I'm going back. Me and Eilish are hanging <laughs> out. We're youngsters, <laughs> youngster, eighteen year olds, just ready to party. Anyways, happy birthday to X. 49 Great job. Ju- great stuff. Happy birthday, DMX. Yes. Yes. Now, Dave, we got to talk. Uh, next week, wrapping it up. Talk to me. Wrapping it up. I am proud to say. 52 weeks, Dave, we did not miss a show this year every single week. Every single week we had Dude, a show. That's, and I, that's the first time ever, right? Yeah yeah, and I'm proud to I stand by every single show. Yes! I stand by every single show. They were good oh, yeah. shows. Yes! Good guests, great guests. On Instagram, I'm going to celebrate some of those guests in the coming days. As the uh, as awesome. as the year wanes, we're going to talk about some of those great yeah. guests. I mean, Tropidelic, Blackstone Cherry, Them Evils, Driving and Crying, Vega, uh, the Vegabonds, uh, Doug Seegers, uh, Ida Mae, Trigger Hippie, uh, High Re, uh, Steel Pulse, Bones, Keb Mo. I, the list goes on. It goes on and on. We had some great times. Yeah, great guests. You- They let us keep talking, and we, you know, at first, you know, it may not have been the best. We're still not the best, but we're getting, we're getting better. You know, the more we talk, the better we get at it, and the more we talk, the better guests we get. Yeah, we do. The more listeners, we tell ourselves that. We tell ourselves that. Uh, You know. (laughs) Yes, we're gonna celebrate those guests, and uh, as always, our Christmas special is coming next week, and I am traveling up to Nashville. To talk with Vegas, talk with our guys in Lonely Highway. Uh, This is the fourth time that they will be 2016, 17, 18, and 19 on the Christmas special. (laughs) We're gonna talk about their new album. I'm gonna take all the fellas out to Martin's barbecue. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy some Martin. Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna enjoy some Martin's barbecue. I feel like those fellas, they're just too into their music. They're not eating enough. Oh, I feel like Dalton's getting wasted. I feel man. like he's wasting away on me. My Dalton needs to eat. He needs to eat, <laughs> he man. He gets smaller every time we see him. Needs, needs <laughs> to eat, that guy. Well, he is going to eat. And we are going to celebrate. We are going to party with Lonely Highway next week on Christmas. I can't wait. That's right. So excited. So excited, Dave. But until then, we are going to wrap up the show. This has been the Doc G show. I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, the one, the only Dave Burles, Berlin. Guys, what a year it's been. Have a Merry Christmas from the Doc G show, and uh, we'll talk to you on Christmas Boom. after you open up your presents. I was about to say, Dave, you don't have to worry. Uh, wish him a Merry Christmas cuz we're going to see him, hear them on Christmas. Yeah, but you got to you know, you got to do it before Christmas. You can't say it on Christmas Day. It's almost too late at that point. No way. No way, Jose! No way! <laughs> no way! They're gonna get—they're gonna get okay. all their okay. Doc G fix right on Christmas. Wow! The Christmas special—it's coming at you! And if you don't want to hear it on Christmas, guys, just wait until the day after Christmas. Then you can listen to it. But still, regardless, there you go—it's gonna be there. And as always, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. <laughs>